Alleluia. Christ is risen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, with joy, we celebrate the day of our Lord's resurrection. By the grace of Christ among us, enable us to show the power of the resurrection in all that we say and do. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Acts. Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and one soul, and no one claimed private ownership of any possessions, but everything they owned was held in common. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as owned land or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. They laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God.
A reading from 1 John. We declare to you what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen in our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. This life was revealed, and we have seen it and testified to it, and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. We declare to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have communion with us. And truly, our communion is with the Father and with Jesus Christ, the Son. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. This is the message we have heard from Jesus Christ and proclaim to you that God is light, and in God there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have communion with God while we are walking in darkness, we lie and do not, and do not do what is true. But if we walk in the light as God is in the light, we have communion, communion with one another, and the blood of Jesus, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will, give, will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make God a liar, and God's word is not in us. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin, but if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ the righteous, who is an atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not for, our, not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Word, word of God, word of life. According to John, glory to you, O Lord. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. 
If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was also called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We've seen the Lord. He said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails, my hand in his side, a week later, his disciples were again and with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt. Believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life. The Gospel of the Lord. the famous flower of Manhattan. It's one of my favorite songs by a band called the Avett Brothers. And I love this song because if you hear it, it's just pure poetry and it tells a great story. It's the story of a person who's walking through the fields of Manhattan, the fields of cars and people, the fields of rows of concrete, paint and steel. And this person comes upon a flower growing up through it all. After spotting this seemingly misplaced flower, this, first, this person's first thought is to cut it from its stem, to take it from the cracks between the bricks that it lay in, and to save it from city strife. But before such a travesty could happen, someone whispers in this person's ear, don't touch it, it loves you not. The lyrics go on to say, because bluebirds, they don't fly without their wings. And when we put them in a cage, the world can't hear them sing. So selfish when greed sets in. Possession, the king of sin. So this person leaves the flower be. And some days later, the person sees the flower then on cable TV. And this person then says, much prettier than here with me for all the world to see. This song is so compelling to me because even more than a song or a story, it's an allegory for life. It speaks to a more eternal truth that the more we try to possess something just for ourselves, removing it from the public to enjoy, we end up caging it, stifling its 
full potential for beauty by holding it back from being whole and free. But we justify why we should possess things. Like the person says in the song, I can save it. Or we tell ourselves that owning private property is a necessity because we innately take better care of our things when we privately own them. And maybe there's some truth to that. But then again, there's also evidence that when we take private possession of things, we sometimes tend to desecrate them. I think about this any time a new area of public land is purchased and developed. Sure, it's legal, and private property in our legal system is often regarded more highly than even human life. But our own St. Paul in 1 Corinthians tells us, all things are lawful, but not all things are beneficial. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. In our first reading today from Acts 4, we have a vision of one of the first Christian communities. It says this, Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of any possessions, but everything they owned was held in common. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as owned lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. They laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. This is a model of what it looks like to build one another up. But I also feel this immediate knee-jerk reaction within myself to just disregard this community as an unrealistic utopia that could never actually work in the real world. Like Thomas, I hear the inner monologue in my mind saying, yeah, right, I'll believe it when I see it. Like, I'll sell all my possessions and give them to, to the community, but you first. But I don't think we should be so quick to write this community off as though we're just an anomaly. Right here, in our own city, we have a community of folks who strive to live out this scripture in the 21st century. They're called Jesus People USA, or Japusa, as they're also known. They're a community of roughly 200 people living together in intentional community in a 10-story building in Uptown. And what makes their community so radically different is that they practice what is called a common purse. Under this model, no one in their community is directly paid for their work. Instead, the money that is earned from their mission businesses goes into a common purse from which the communal needs are covered. And this ranges from anything from toiletries to food to mortgage payments and utilities. On their website, it says this, by combining our monetary resources into a common fund, we are able to free individuals to give themselves wholly to the work of ministry and family life. And I think this model of community is fascinating to consider. It both stimulates me and fills my mind with possibility, but I also feel the doubt in my mind grow. I almost feel like it's easier to trust the resurrection of Jesus than to trust my neighbor who might abuse or exploit the common purse for their own individual gain 
at the expense of the larger community. But Japusa recognizes the faith and trust that this model of community requires. They go on to say on their website, in this act of trust and faith, Jesus people is able to take the resources we have and together do so much more for God than we could ever do alone. In our psalm today, it says how good and pleasant it is when kindred live together in unity. Furthermore, 1 John appeals to the joy of the intimate fellowship we have in Christ, writing this, We declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. We declare to you what we have seen and heard, so that you may also have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with Jesus Christ, the Son. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. Unity is good and pleasant. And in fellowship with one another, the triune God, in all of those things, our joy may be complete. These scriptures here, they support this model of community in Acts 4. Specifically that wholeness and freedom can be achieved through a shared common good that builds up. Not a fractured, competitive everyone-for-themselves system that breaks down. These scriptures, and even our gospel reading today, call into question whether or not we can or should possess what we can touch or hold in our hands. When Jesus appears to the disciples and Thomas is somehow not there, Jesus ends up coming back a week later, and Thomas is then invited by Jesus to put his finger in the wounds on Jesus' hands and side. Even though Thomas is invited to experience this physical, intimate moment with Jesus, Thomas isn't also given private possession of Jesus. Jesus cannot be personally commodified or possessed. Jesus died and rose again to free us all and make the world whole again. Try as we might, to keep this resurrected Jesus in our pocket for our own personal comfort or use. Jesus' breath and Jesus' peace of the Holy Spirit rests upon us all equally and abundantly. Like Thomas, we may have our doubts about whether or not we can actually trust our neighbors enough to hold our possessions in common. This whole world is created by God, and we are simply stewards of it. So can we even claim private ownership of property, knowing who the source of all things is and who these things actually belong to? I preach this sermon knowing that it's likely none of us will go home today from service and sell all of our possessions. But maybe today's scripture challenged you as they did me. And in the hymn of the day that we are about to sing, we will proclaim the words, Christ has risen and forever lives to challenge and to change all whose lives are messed and mangled. Looking around, it's easy to see where our personal or our communal lives are messed and mangled. And that might cause us to fear 
and to even double down on our self-preserving ways. But the challenge of the risen Christ today is to consider what is ours to possess and steward and what is best held in common. Like the famous flower of Manhattan, some things are just best left untouched, undisturbed for the whole world to see. The same is true for Jesus' body. It is something we are invited to touch, to see, just like Thomas did. But we are also sent to share that risen body with others, to live as the people of Easter, to trust, to share, and to experience the good, pleasant, and complete joy that is built up when we are of one heart and one soul. Hallelujah. Amen.
Asking in the resurrection, let us confess our faith with the whole church. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. joined to Christ in the waters of baptism. We are clothed with God's mercy and forgiveness. Let us give thanks for the gift of baptism. Holy God, you are the river of life. You are the everlasting wellspring. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Glory to you for Lake Michigan, for oceans, for rivers and streams. Your waters are below us, around us, above us. Our life is born in you. You are the fountain of resurrection. Blessed be God. Praise to you for your saving waters. Noah and the animals survive the flood. The Israelites escape through the sea. And Jesus is baptized in the Jordan. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Through this water, remind us of our baptism. Breathe your spirit into all who are gathered here and into all creation. Wash away the sin within us. Drown the evil around us. Shower us with your spirit that your forgiveness, grace, and love may be renewed in our lives. To you be given honor and praise through Jesus Christ our Lord in the unity of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. On this second Sunday of Easter, let us pray for the church, the world, and all those in need, responding, risen Christ, hear our prayer. O faithful God, Grant the joy of your peace to our pastors, to all those who minister among us, to all the baptized, especially during times of hardship. Risen Christ, hear our prayer. Grant the beauty of your peace to all of nature, its springtime flowers, its wildlife, its terrains. Restore waters, cleanse the air, and save lands that have been misused. Inspire us to care for the whole of your creation. Risen Christ, hear our prayer. Grant the power of your peace to the nations of the world. 
halt all impulses towards violence between the nations in our city streets and inside our homes, lead our government into wise decisions concerning migrants, especially the youths, bring an end to ethnic prejudices in our land, and guide judges and juries to enact justice through each court proceeding. Risen Christ, hear our prayer. Grant the abundance of your peace to all agencies of care in the church and our government. Open our hearts to a world so filled with suffering and make us always more generous with the gifts you have given us. Risen Christ, hear our prayer. Grant the well-being of your peace to all who suffer. Visit all who are ill, especially those suffering from COVID-19, those without access to the vaccines, and those with strained medical resources. Comfort with your merciful presence those who are distanced from family and friends and all who are lonely or distressed. We remember especially those we name silently or aloud. Risen Christ, hear, hear our, our prayer. Grant peace to this community of faith and embolden us for ministry in the world. Risen Christ, hear our prayer. We praise you for embracing your people with the wounded arms of Christ, and we bless you for blessed Mary and all who died in the faith. At the end of all things, bring us with them into your everlasting peace. Risen Christ, hear our prayer. In praise for the new life you grant us in Christ, we raise our prayers to you, trusting in your never-ending goodness and mercy, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed, alleluia. What a joy on the second Sunday of Easter as we continue the great 50 days of Easter to gather both online and in person to celebrate the res resurrection of Christ the gift of springtime, and the gift of hope to our world. If you are a newcomer or would like to make an offering online, there will be some information in the Zoom chat for that. Also, to let you at home know, there is room for you at church. We are past the high holy days of Holy Week. Spring is upon us in warmer weather, and uh, in, the former, in the coming weeks, there is room for more people here on Sundays. So you can check during the week and even on Sunday morning and find if there are spaces and then come and join us in person. We would love to see you. Our Small Bites forums for the next couple weeks. Today we have a topic, the evolution of the resurrection, how Jesus' resurrection in the Gospels and in church history and in iconography evolved and a little bit, a very snapshot look at that looking at John's uh, strange gospel that we heard last week as that moves to um, the gospel of John's very elaborate conversations that the risen Christ has. So if you can stay, that will happen about 10.30. Then beginning next week, a three-part series, The Internet and Us. Next week will be on pandemic screen time, a mixed blessing for children and youth. And there's an article on our website in the e-news that you're invited to read ahead if you're able. Finally, this coming third Thursday of the month,
This will be our final third Thursday uh, of this series that we began back in September with the other Lakeview Lutheran congregations. And the topic will be reparations, let's talk about it. Now we have been talking about it at Holy Trinity and we're inviting the other congregations to join us. We've talked about it three times, but maybe you didn't have a chance to attend or you'd like to come again and join in more, congregate, more conversation this coming Thursday at seven o'clock p.m. baptized into Christ's death and resurrection. Let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread 
Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. God, who through the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ has given us the victory, give you joy and peace in your faith. And may God bless you now and forever in the strong name of the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. Christ is risen indeed. 
Alleluia. Thanks be to God.